0: biz talks this is kim singletary i'm the managing editor of biz new orleans magazine and this week i'm excited to talk with corey james at idea village he is the program director for the village x accelerator program which we're going to talk a little bit more about and the timing is great because next week is new orleans entrepreneur week back and in person um, from the 21st to 25th of march and so that last day that the big kind of finale of the of noew every year is um the idea pitch which i've been to before and is super fun to watch um so we're gonna get some of the details on that so welcome corey
1: thank you kim really appreciate your time excited to be here
0: so corey you're a a new orleans native right indeed all right so so let's where'd you go to school what's your background
1: Uh, go blue days uh so I went to the, the schools whose mascots are birds, right? So um, so Christian Brothers, and then I went to Jesuit for high school um, and then was gone for about nine years, came back just recently with my family, which is two young daughters who are amazing, and my amazing wife, um, and we're grateful to be back home. But the stops in between, you know, in short were, um, went to school up in St. Louis where I studied philosophy, which was a ton of fun, and then started a chocolate company Uh, that had me going back and forth to Belize, which was also a ton of fun, Um, and then went down back to the Gulf Coast about two hours east to Mobile, Alabama, and helped start more or less their entrepreneurial community, so an incubator um, called Innovation Portal, Um, and then now I'm in school part-time at the University of Cambridge studying social innovation and then program director for the Idea Village, so a ton of things going on, but it's a lot of fun and great to be back home.
0: That's a lot of fun. So were you basically like living the movie chocolate? Because that's my dream. Um... No. Uh, <laughs> what no, is this? chocolate in, in Belize? That sounds amazing.
1: Yeah, it was a, a grant that I got to do a feasibility study for a social enterprise, which is a company that within its business model has some kind of social impact mechanism uh, baked in, more or less, pun intended, um, but chocolate essentially came to fruition because I was down there doing a study, was living with Mayan farmers um, and things snowballed incredibly quickly. Um, and so ended up doing the chocolate company more or less kind of part-time for about a year and a half and uh, saw things through the first round of production, chocolate bars, and it was a lot, a lot of just dot connecting. So um, doing sort of sourcing, importing, Uh, chocolate making, which is a lot different than chocolatiering. Uh, Just kind of seeing things through to this final product of just about 600 to 700 bars. Um, So it was a ton of fun, learned a lot, mostly about how much I had left to learn, um, which is a great place to be when supporting other founders.
0: Absolutely. So you have a good little entrepreneurial background yourself. And then you've come in and um, the the Village X Accelerator program, it's a, a four month program that you guys do. And I know people will recognize names like Levelset and Lucid, and those have been, they've run through the program, right?
1: Yes. So we're a 20-year-old nonprofit accelerator, which means we've helped a lot of different people in a lot of different ways. Um, So we've been fortunate to work with companies in various capacities, like Levelset, like Lucid, um, like TurboSquid. So a lot of the kind of big headliner exits of the last 18 calendar months. Um, And you know, it's just a, a great kind of opportunity that we get to try as best we can to keep up with the, these kind of fastest horses uh, and be a supportive kind of friend in their corner along the way.
0: So the, now the Accelerator focuses on companies that use technology to solve a problem. Is that right? Yes. Because there's, you know, there's, there's all sorts of different kinds of startups. So that's kind of a niche within that. But then, um, so tell me about this program, because you've got, it's 12 different,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I'm multitasking too. Um, I've got a little one that wants to talk on a podcast, um, yeah. but we've got 12, <laughs> 12 different startups. Um, so tell me about what the program's like.
1: Of course, yeah. Um, so you know, just for context to in our background, we've helped about 290 companies through this specific program that we do, which is a, a later stage accelerator program. Accelerator meaning is a start and an end date and you go through it as a cohort, meaning a batch of companies. Um, so we've run this a handful of times over the last 20 years of those 290 or so companies. Uh, they've raised just around $420 million um, in outside capital, and they're actively generating right around $340 million um, of annualized revenue. So we're really fortunate to see at the ground stage, a lot of these companies and help, um, you know, think through sort of core decisions. Like there's really almost no profession I can think of that has like a greater density of problem solving, like of problems to be solved, than that early stage of the founder, because you're wearing a million hats, you're playing a piece of each role, um, really dynamic, fast changing environment. So essentially we run this accelerator program. Uh, It's between January and May, and we do it in such a way uh, that allows basically, you know, these very experienced, um, very generous mentors to engage really strategically um, through a kind of well-crafted experience with early stage founders to help them kind of work through and ideally even like prevent a lot of these kind of problems that they'll find themselves needing to be solved. Um, so concretely, what that looks like is we have sort of a, a handful of days, about four, um, in which there's content, meaning it feels educational. So you're sitting in a boardroom. You have uh, probably like 20 presentations that day, a handful of panels, fireside chats. Um, what's amazing from our perspective, or from my particular vantage point, is like the generosity of these successful founders of coming back and giving to this sort of next generation. So, um, so when we do these types of programming, um, we have people like sort of Patrick Comer uh, and Scott Wolf and um, Ceviche Wilson, you know, a handful of these are just amazing success stories, uh, kind of giving back and sharing wisdom from kind of the other side of the stage that they're in currently. Um, so on top of that, we have basically a handful of titled mentor roles Uh, that are an entrepreneur in residence, an investor in residence, an advisory board. Each of these individuals or types of individuals within our larger mentor network essentially helps to um, be like a trusted advisor uh, for the different types of like individual experience or individual problems um, and kind of growth milestones that the companies or founders are working towards. So entrepreneurs and residents are working really close with these companies um, across the board of kind of their wide spectrum needs, borderline part-time employee at times. Investor and residents focuses specifically on investability. So what does it take to actually go from an initial conversation um, to a wire transfer of funds uh, with a venture capitalist or with a capital allocator of some kind. And then an advisory board essentially is, um, you have four or five different individuals with complimentary expertise that you meet with once a month uh, that helps to basically unearth things you don't know you don't know. Um, And so that's more or less the structure that we have public pitch competition at the end, we call Demo Day and the top or sort of select number of companies about halfway through at New Orleans Entrepreneur Week uh, get to pitch on stage live uh, at an event we run called Idea Pitch.
0: And I've been to it before. It's really fun. So they they're given a, a very small amount of time to kind of do their elevator pitch, right? And then it's that it's they can walk out with fifty thousand dollars, right?
1: Yes. So uh, it's it's high stakes. It's intense. Yeah. So uh, you know, a few hundred people in the room plus a panel of about four to six judges. Uh, you get seven minutes to pitch, and then ten minutes of Q and A from the judges. Um, and then the winner gets basically like an investment prize. And I'll say this year we've gotten a ton of support. And this is a bit of a teaser, I guess. A ton of support from you know direct result from these this wave of exits. So I'll say that at least the winner will at least get fifty thousand dollars. So high probability of uh, there being sort of more, but no details solidified to share yet. So.
0: That's awesome. Well, it'll be exciting to see how that plays out. I know you you have, like you said, we've had some big exits in the past year. We had our, our unicorn. Um, but uh so what is are you seeing, are you guys seeing that VC availability are you seeing things change as far as funding? Um, getting more outside interest, more support. How how do you think these big exits are gonna affect everything?
1: Yeah, it's I mean fairly incalculably, to be honest. So uh, anytime you have sort of two and a half billion dollars of, of uh, liquidity events in just a handful of months, there's just naturally sort of a ton of eyeballs uh, that sort of gravitate your way, your way as a community, um, which is incredibly exciting. And I think that's ultimately just a sign of maturity for the ecosystem or for the community as a whole, um, which is a really good thing. So, um, you know, I will say I sit not necessarily at the vantage points of investors, but of mentors. So subject matter experts across the country that have some sort of tie to New Orleans. And we grew our mentor network about 35 to 40% over the last year. And it's now sitting at right around 140 individuals and about 75% of those are local. So based here and about 25% are non-local New Orleanians. So people that, um, you know, really have a strong tie here, or really sort of in love with the place, come back and visit, sometimes have a second home. Um, and I think one indicator or one byproduct of the exits is like the growth in that category of individual stake, of, of, of stakeholder. Meaning, um, you know, we have interest from sort of like fund managers in New York, uh, product designers in San Francisco, like designer or product managers in like London. And they're like, hey, I grew up here, grew up in the region, um, would love to know if there's anything I can do to support founders. So exciting to see this news, um, out of, um, uh, Louisiana coming out of New Orleans. So, um, would love to know if there's anything I can do to help. So I think that's just a great signal for, for things currently and things to come. Um,
0: so can you give us a peek at maybe some of the, uh, accelerators that I mean, we don't have to go through all 12, but maybe a few that stand out for this year that people will see if they go next Friday.
1: Yeah, some of the companies, so I can tell you the top three uh, or, or the three that were selected, I shouldn't say top three, select three that were uh, chosen to be actually pitching in public to uh, to for the idea pitch finals. So those are Iconic Moments, uh, Cluey Consumer and Jam Around. So three very interesting, very diverse companies in both their founder profiles and in the d- industries that they work in, the types of businesses they're building. So Iconic Moments is Uh, an NFT marketplace. So uh, if you've been on the internet recently, you've probably maybe heard of NFTs Um, and you've seen like the the price tag of like an image of a cartoon monkey going for like a million bucks, something like that, a few million bucks. Um, So this is a a little bit different take on that. So uh, Iconic Moments, really interesting, very talented founder named Chris Cummings based out of Baton Rouge, uh, who basically is building a marketplace Specifically, for museum and cultural institutions to do the equivalent of like limited edition, uh, um, like lithographic prints of their assets or you know, items in their archives in the form of NFTs. So, say, like, there's a handful of copies that are the original sort of copies of um, the Constitution or something, you could do like five um, original copies of the Constitution in the form of an NFT or something like that. And so he's basically worked closely with these really blue chip uh, global institutions to help them kind of monetize these assets in new ways uh, through NFTs. So super interesting there. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, Chloe Consumer, again, really impressive founder to pretty much, I mean, I could say that quite literally about every single person, uh, but uh, so Mary Claire Menard, she has background uh, in sort of information, data, and research, and basically you know, background at Offsites and CNN, uh, and is starting uh, a resource to help people better align their purchases and shopping behaviors with their values. Um, so it's essentially a, a product, um, their Google plugin, their Chrome plugin, the kind of extension to the browser, Um, is up and running now. And it helps people just basically to find and evaluate companies that are just basically more in line with what they believe um, as individuals. So
0: So it's helping people kind of make a difference with their dollar.
1: Exactly. Precisely that, yeah. Um, And the last one, one, which is a ton of fun, a very, very charismatic, very fun to be around founder, um, group of founders, but the one in particular that we'll be presenting is uh, Brent Craig, uh, who is the founder of Jam Around, also notably the founder of Neutral Ground News. Um, and it's essentially a, uh, it's a it's an app that is for musicians to, to streamline better the kind of composition phase of creating a song. Um, so as a normal consumer, consumer non-musician, I have like Apple Music, Spotify, things that allow me to sort of play songs, but way further upstream, um, if you ask like musicians how they connect with either producers or engineers or fellow musicians um, in order to make songs, the answer is like very different depending on who you ask. So they're trying to basically take what's currently done through like Instagram DMs, uh, like Dropbox files, sharing like samples of songs, um, and like showing each other stuff on SoundCloud and YouTube. And just kind of build one really amazing like creator first experience uh, and and provide that as like a social app, a social platform um, for connecting to just make it a more kind of streamlined process of making music. So three really interesting, really different companies, very fun um, and a blast to work with.
0: So that last one's interesting because, you know, like obviously with Greater New Orleans Inc. doing their um, music economy initiative, that's interesting because like trying to get some of that money back into this area where, you know, we have these incredibly talented artists, but we don't really have kind of the infrastructure to grab a lot of that money that goes outside of this area. Um, So that's that's an interesting, uh, I guess, take on it, another way that we can kind of be a part of the production side of things.
1: Yeah, and it's timely too, just kind of, uh you know, looking across the spectrum of what we have lined up for New Orleans Entrepreneur Week, uh, we have basically a, an afternoon dedicated to Web3. And one of the ideas is that this is a technological infrastructure that helps artists and creatives keep more of that value that they create. So for every dollar that's sort of made through streaming, the estimate is that somewhere around like 14 cents is going to the artist. So there's a ton of intermediary kind of like value scraped off between the creation of it and the end product or the end consumer. Um, And so, uh, you know, Jim around is is kind of like toying with different ways of of exploring that as well. And they will be actually speaking on a handful of panels uh, that are lined up for Wednesday afternoon at Gallier Hall for something that we're calling the uh, like culture and tech summit at NOE. So be sure to check that out as well.
0: So the Idea Pitch again on March 25th. So it's this coming Friday from 5 to 8 and it's at the Ace Hotel. I think, have you guys been there before?
1: Yes, we did back in 2019, so a while ago.
0: <laughs> it feels like about a decade ago, but yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um,
0: so what else about Noe are you excited about this
1: year? That's a good question. Uh, you know, I think one thing I'm excited about, I'll say sort of two things. So. One is just featuring the venues. You know, you mentioned, it feels like it's been a decade. So COVID has been an incredible strain on the amazing venues uh, and sort of just like core currency of our, of our community which is just this cultural expression around creativity in the arts. Um, so to kind of really embed Noe deeper into the community this year, we decided to, to do uh, this more distributed model of doing um, a few different venues throughout the course of the week. So on Monday, we have Hotel St. Vincent, which we're super excited about, um, doing just kind of a kickoff party uh, that starts at 5 p.m. Um, and then Tuesday, we have you know, diversity as a strength. So this is an incredibly diverse uh, city. It's one of maybe the smallest like cosmopolitan communities in the world. Um, so we're, we're really excited to just have really meaningful, intentional community or conversations with the community Um, which is at Hotel Peter and Paul uh, on Tuesday. Um, And that kicks off, I believe at 4 p.m. So then Wednesday and Thursday are both at Guy Hall. So beautiful historic venue, relatively recently renovated. Um, And Wednesday, it's great for kind of the the diehard New Orleanians listening. It it ends, uh, we have two mini summits. So Climate Tech, which we're super excited about starting at nine um, on kind of the future and Uh, present state of like energy um, and just all things around innovation in the climate and clean tech space. Uh, And then the culture summit that I mentioned, culture and tech. And then Wednesday, we have Wednesday at the square. So it's like an all day party that culminates in Wednesday at the square with the big sort of public concert. Um, Thursday, super excited to have just a lot of featuring of the local innovation. Um, And then um, just a a bunch of different pieces, presentations from folks like founders in the area. Um, Gino Inc is doing uh, a sort of get a job at NOE, like come and learn about opportunities because there's a ton. Um, and then Friday of course is Idea Pitch and kind of a closing party. Um, so that was long-winded. I said I had two answers, but uh, yeah. the first one in short is just the, the variety of venues. Super excited about that. And the second is, um, Actually, I'm really excited about the climate tech summit. That's Wednesday morning. So we we've partnered with uh, this group called Halliburton Labs, uh, which are really significant drivers of innovation in the energy sector uh, based out of Houston and have just a bunch of very big, like big, exciting names coming uh, to speak on Wednesday morning at Gallier Hall. Um, and it'll just be a really sort of crisp agenda with, with some great content pieces. So excited about those two things.
0: Well, it's so exciting to have the event back and in person and all over the city, like you said, and um, it is, I was looking through the list of speakers, it's incredibly diverse, um, and just looks like there's kind of designed to be something for everyone and every interest. So that's super fun. and We're just excited to have you guys back and excited to have those wins that I know when I talk to you. God, when we started the magazine, I think in 2014, I talked to somebody at Idea Village, and it was like, well, you know, we're getting all this buzz, but we we need the wins. We need the wins to kind of, you know, be legitimate. And I, we're definitely there. <laughs> we definitely had some big ones, and it's excited to exciting to hear the what's been happening because of those wins. And then this is just a fun way to look at the future with these accelerators of who's going to be the next. Next big unicorn. So absolutely,
1: there's there's reasons to be optimistic and excited. That is for sure. And if you want to get exposure to a lot of them, definitely recommend coming to Nelly.
0: So it's noew.org, right?
1: Yep. So yeah. go ahead and uh, go ahead and register if you want all of the live updates. Um, highly recommend doing that. So when you hear this, go to noew.org. There you can see breakdowns of each of the themes, more about the venues each day. Um, learn about the schedule and the speakers, uh, but registering will get those things delivered right to your inbox. Um, and we're super excited to see you all there. And feel free to reach out if you have uh, if you have any questions or anything in the meantime. Um, and you can do so. I'll just give my personal email for ease, and that's corey c o r e y at ideavillage.org. So thanks so much.
0: Awesome. I really appreciate your time. I'm excited for next week and (laughs) I'm going to go with so my child stops chiming in on this podcast. Thank you so much for your time. And um, the March issue of Biz New Orleans is out there on stands um, and online. We have a digital version at bizneworleans.com. Have a great week and thank you so much, Corey.
1: Thanks, Kim. Sounds like your co-host might need a nap.
0: (laughs) I think so. Or a change. Something in there. Thank All right, you. well, thank
1: you again
0: for having me. Thanks for listening to another episode of Biz Talks. If you like what you hear each week, don't forget to rate us and leave a comment wherever you listen to your podcasts. And follow us on social media, at Biz New Orleans. For more information or to contact us, please visit bizneworleans.com slash biztalks.